we are doing chapter 39 the exposition of a specific verse from the gita and the creation of the samadhi mandir my obeisance to shri ganesh to shri saraswati to shri guru maharaj to the family deity to shri sitaramachandra my most humble obeisance above in reverence to the most venerable guru shri sainath blessed blessed is the holy shirdi blessed is dwarka mai his abode where the most virtuous and sacred shri sai abides till the nirvana blessed blessed indeed are the people of shirdi for whom he came so far for whatever reason and has left them indebted to himself shirdi to begin with was small but attained greatness by its association with sai and consequently became a most sacred place of pilgrimage blessed are those women of shirdi too blessed their single minded devotion and faith that they sang the praises of this unique saint sai while grinding and pounding grain or bathing blessed blessed is their love for him that they sang the most excellent songs which as one listens to some as one listens to some of the best of them brings such peace of mind and to satisfy the curiosity of the listeners i shall give some of the becoming songs in the proper context and at the proper time shri sai first appeared under the wayside mango tree in the kingdom of the nizam and arrived quite unexpectedly at shirdi with a marriage party from dhupked village a most virtuous gentleman from the village chand patil by name first discovered his treasure and it because of him that others had sai's darshan when he lost his mare how he met sai who made him have a few puffs of the chillim and how he found the patil's mare for him how a nephew of chand by his wife had come for the marriageable age and happened to choose a wife from shirdi and how the marriage party arrived at shirdi a detailed story of all this has already been narrated to the listeners earlier in chapter 5 it was only reminded of in in this particular context but it need not be repeated here chand patil however was just a pretext most anxious for the upliftment of the devotees i incarnated on this earth and came to shirdi on his own will who but sai himself will uplift the dull witted the foolish the lowly and the poor those without the benefits of the purificatory religious influence since birth the simple naive trusting people just 18 years of age but from that time he was accustomed to solitude at night he would lay himself down just anywhere without a trace of fear for to him god pervaded everything everywhere where there is a ditch earlier used for the whole village as a rubbish heap there he would lie down at night after wandering everywhere during the day thus passed many years a most fortunate time had come for the ditch and a huge wada of this compassionate sai rose all around it in the end that same ditch became sanctum sanctorum a place of repose for sai's body there he found the permanent resting place and the present samadhi was built there and it is this same sai samarth patron of the poor and the humble who had crea- created this arc of his own life story for the benefit of the devotees to enable them to get get across this otherwise impassable ocean of worldly life he did this with an earnest solicitude thinking how will this my family of blind and lame devotees cross over to the other bank of the river of worldly life so very difficult to cross it is necessary for all to get across the ocean of worldly life but to do so our heart must be purified purification of the heart is the chief among all the means of crossing it and its source lies in the devotion to god there is no devotion like listening to the stories of the guru it inspires love for him quite effortlessly the mind becomes cleansed and purified and from thence spirituality is born innumerable are the stories of sai singing all of them will comprise a big volume 
Having resolved to, to be brief, the expanse still becomes uncontrollable. For as the eagerness of the listeners grow, so does the fondness of the narrator to narrate. Let us then satisfy each other's fond wishes for them and also attain our spiritual gain. Here Sai himself is the captain of this boat and attentive listening is the fare of this ferry. He who listens to the stories with reverence and faith will reach without delay the shores beyond. In the last chapter, a brief description of the handi was given, as also the confirmation of the faith of a Datta devotee and the feeding of Naivedya to the devotee's satiety. Everyone knew that the plan of the chapter so far has been that before ending the previous chapter an indication was given on the subject of the next. But while ending the last chapter I could not remember the story for the subsequent one and thought I would narrate only that subject of which Sai reminds me. And in keeping with what I had so clearly stated I am narrating here what by Sai's grace I am reminded of. Hence, I pray to the listeners that they push aside any impediments and give them full attention at their ease. It will only make them happy. Once Sandorkar, a true devotee, was sitting in the mosque, pressing Baba's feet and at the same time murmuring verses from the Bhagavad Gita. As his hands pressed Baba's feet, he busied his tongue in murmuring the fourth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Just see the marvel of what happened then. Sai Samarth, who had all the knowledge of the past, present and the future, felt that he should explain the meaning of the Gita to Nana. So he made an excuse of Nana's indistinct murmur of that chapter dealing with the yoga of divine knowledge, sometimes entitled as the yoga of knowledge and the true renunciation of action to ask him a question. As the 33rd verse ended with, see this is a verse, all actions in their entirety, O Partha, culminate in wisdom. And Nana went on with the verse, Learn that by humble reverence, etc. At this verse 34, his recitation came to a halt. In his mind, Baba felt like asking a question to impress the instruction on Nana's mind. Nana, he said, What are you murmuring? Do say clearly what you are softly muttering. Allow me to hear what you are murmuring so indistinctly. The moment he was thus commanded, Nana obeyed at once and recited all the four lines of the stanza. Baba then asked him to explain clearly its significance. With great humility, with folded hands, Nana very happily answered in sweet words and explained the significance of Bhagwan Sri Krishna's intent. Now let us give the original verse, word, uh, can uh, can one of you send Mega invite, please? Just send Mega invite. Mega is online. I think she's asking for it. With great humility and folded hands, Nana very happily answered in sweet words and explained the significance of Bhagwan Sri Krishna's intent. Now let us give the original verse word for word from the Gita so that the dialogue between Baba and Nana becomes very clear to all. So as to understand the real essence of this question and the way the minds of saint work, I feel I should begin in such a way that the significance will be brought out without any doubts or difficulties. The Sanskrit language is as it is difficult to understand. How did it become so easy for Sai? They all wondered. And how did he put so apt a question? 
Truly the knowledge that the saints have is inconceivable. When did he study Sanskrit? And when did he read the Gita? As to put such a question as befits a learned one who has mastered the very essence of the Gita? To satisfy the listeners and give them an idea of the original verse, I shall repeat to the letter the exact words of Sri Bhagwan, which will also be helpful for the discussion. So the verse is being read over here. This is the 33rd verse. Learn that by humble reverence, by inquiry, that is persistent search for the reality, by piercing through illusions, and by service, the masters of knowledge who have seen the truth will instruct thee in that wisdom. That is the original verse from Gita. Many have been commentators on this, but they have all unanimous in their exposition of their verse. Nana too was well versed and had made a deep prolonged study of the commentaries on the Gita. He began to explain the significance of the verse word by word. Very courteously, with great humility and in sweet words, Nana was ready to give an exposition after carefully arranging the words from verse into prose. He said, He who prostrates in obeisance at the Guru's feet is ready to give up his life in the Guru's service and puts a question to the Guru very respectfully to him. And the Jnanis give knowledge with exposition. In brief, what Sri Krishna's kindness incarnate said so lovingly to Arjuna was this, that Guru service and Guru worship alone are the means of attaining knowledge. This is what Nana was telling Sai Baba, ki this is the answer to the question. The, the particular verse that is there, this is the answer. O Arjuna, if you go along this way, then the self-realized Jnanis will show you the way of knowledge. Baba, this is the significance that I understand. That means the verse was saying, what he meant, what Nana was saying, was the verse meant that if you pay respects to the Jnanis, the Jnanis are the Gurus. So if you pay respects to the Jnanis, take it outside please. If you pay respect to the Jnanis, that is the Guru, with humble reverence, that means you bow down to him and with very humility you ask them certain question related to the Jnana, then they will give you the answer or the exposition related to whatever questions that you ask. This is basically by humble reverence, by inquiry, that means when you ask. Okay, and by service. When you humbly ask, if you go and ask with arrogance, they are not going to tell you. Or the second thing is by service, Guru Seva. When you do the Seva of the Guru, then he grants you the knowledge. It is only when the Guru Seva fructifies that the knowledge becomes apparent to the person. The masters of the knowledge who have seen the truth will instruct thee in that wisdom. That is basically the verse. O Arjuna, if you go along this way, then the self-realized Jnani will show you the way to knowledge. Baba, this is the significance that I understand. Shankaracharya, Anandgiri, Shankarananda, Sridhar, Madhusudan and Nilakantha. They have all described the same way of Bhagwan Sri Krishna's great giving instructions in their commentaries. Everybody has given the same explanation. Okay. 
Sai Samartha accepting the exposition of the first two lines. But as that of the remaining half of the verse, that is the remaining two lines, listen to what Sai said. The other devotees too sat there open mouth to listen, gazing on Baba's face like a chakor bird, gazing at the moon to savor the particles of nectar. Baba said, Now, try to understand the complete third line once again. And the elision mark before the word jnana and then see the significance. Now, the elision mark means a mark before the word. Like an apostrophe. Okay. It is apostrophe T-I-S. It means it is. Correct? This is how it means. See, in poetry, now remember, this particular word is a poetry. It's a very great epic poem. What is a poem? The Bhagavad Gita and the Ram Mahabharata and the Ramayana. Basically, these are poet poetries only. So, the elision mark is like T-I-S. It is. If you read Shakespeare also, you will find that the elision mark comes. So, what Baba is saying is, suppose in front of the word Jnana, if there was an elision mark, what would happen? You see, when we are copying something from one to another, what happens? We suddenly miss out the, you know, commas, full stops, all kinds of, you know, grammatical errors arrive, isn't it? So, what happens to that? And then see the significance. Do not think needlessly that I am saying something quite to the contrary, reducing sense to nonsense. How can earlier commentaries be all untrue? So, what he is saying is, See, there are the other sages who had given like Shankara and everybody has given the answers. I am not saying that they are not correct. I am saying that they are correct. But let us assume that there is an elision mark before this word called Jnana. Then what happens to the entire verse and the meaning of the verse? Let us see what happens. You say that the masters of knowledge who have seen the truth will instruct thee in that wisdom. That is Jnana. When you take the word Adnyana in place of Jnana, you will get the true significance. See the Ad, ad it's a half word. So I can put an apostrophe in front, isn't it? Adnyana. Jnana, Adnyana. You got the whole thing. So if I put this elision mark over there, what happens? So the gurus will teach you about Adnyana. Did you understand? The whole sentence will become then what happens to that? See, but when you take the word Adnyana in the place of Jnana, you will get the true significance. The masters of knowledge who have seen the truth will instruct thee in this Adnyana. Okay. Did you get it? Jnana is not something that one can talk about. Knowledge cannot be talked about. But removal of ignorance can be done, no? When we say to the child, A for apple, B for bat, what are we doing? We are not saying this is knowledge we are giving. We are removing his ignorance, isn't it? We are making him learned. So we are actually removing his ignorance. Got it? 
So this is what he is trying to say. Jnana is something that one can talk about, then how can it be a subject of instruction? So take the opposite of Jnana and then experience it. I have heard your meaning of Jnana. But what do you lose by taking the word Adnyana in the place? He is just asking, if I say Adnyana in this place, what will happen to this whole thing? Adnyana can become the subject of speech, but Jnana itself is beyond words. The placenta encircles the fetus. Dirt covers the mirror and ash and the fire. Similarly, Adnyana covers Jnana. I told you, no, everybody is full of effulgence and knowledge. Every person in this world is full of effulgence and knowledge. It is like, uh, you know, there is a gift. You know, we have put a wrapping papers, hundreds of wrapping paper. One box and another box and another box and another box and another box. Every box, if you open, does it tell you what is inside? No. The next box I open, does it tell you what is inside? No. So you have to keep on going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And finally you find, oh, there is a chocolate bar inside. Now, suddenly in one single stroke, all the coverings have been removed and you are filled with knowledge, isn't it? But wasn't the knowledge inside of that? Do you get this point? The knowledge existed inside. So what is it that you actually did? You just removed the coverings. So the Guru's job is this very simple. What does the Guru do? You people are Jnanis. The Guru is only removing the Adnyana, just one covering, second covering, third covering. Like that the Guru's job is so simple. Okay, he is opening the Cadbury chocolate ka bar. And the child is going to enjoy it. So understand this. So till the whole covering is not removed, yeah, it's called unveiling the ignorance. So this is what the Guru does. So let us come back to the verse. The placenta encircles the fetus. Dirt covers the mirror and ash the fire. Similarly, Adnyana covers Jnana. Bhagavan Sri Krishna has himself said in the Gita that Jnana is covered by Adnyana. Hence, only this Adnyana or ignorance is removed. Jnana shines forth in virtue of its own nature. Jnana is self-enlightened, but is like a moss-covered pure water. Only the wise man who removes the moss will get the pure water. So it is like the water which is there for many, many years. It is just covered by green color moss. You take one stick and you separate the moss. What happens? You can see crystal clear water beneath. It is exactly like that. But the moment you remove the stick from there, again the whole thing gets covered. So till you do not get to the last layer, you won't know what it is. Remember this. So enlightenment will only happen till the last layer is removed. What it? This is the significance. You have to understand this. If you, if you remove the second last cover, you think you will know what is inside. Still there is a last cover, isn't it? So till the last cover is not removed, you don't even know what is inside. Till that the suspense is still there. No, what is there in that somebody's birthday is there and what gift is there inside? He is still going to, he can shake it and try to understand. Nothing is going to, <laughs> you won't even come to know. So it is like that. It is like the eclipse of the sun and the moon. 
They have always illumined, but it is a planet Rahu and Ketu who come in their way and hinder our sights. But the sun and the moon suffer no harm, the hindrances to our sights of them. Similarly, Jnana is self-illumined and safe in its own place. What the eye perceives its power to see is Jnana. The film that grows over it is the Adnyana and it is necessary to remove it. Remove that film or covering with the skill of the hand and dispelling the darkness of Adnyana manifests the power of the perceiving. This whole universe, visible universe, is an indescribable spectacle of Maya. This is the unmanifest Maya or Avidya. Again, Avidya, Adnyana, which is without a beginning. This, this is the play of Adnyana. Jnana is a matter of realization. Jnana is just understanding. See, the moment you see the chocolate inside, ting, that thing happens, isn't it? It's a simple thing. Then you don't need any explanation. So the moment the jnana is exposed, what explanation will you require? Once you are completely uncovered, then everything is effulgent, everything is bright, everything is like the sun. It is not a matter, it's not a subject of instructions. And obeisance to the Guru, repeated questions to him and the sincere services, these are the means of winning his grace. So how does the Adnyana get removed? Everybody is of having these coverings. One after the other, there are multiple coverings. So there is a method which Krishna has said in this 33rd verse in chapter 4. What he says? It is, Jnana is a matter of realization, of knowing it. It is not a subject of instruction. No person can give instruction in Jnana. Jnana is already inside. You see, when I am saying these words, you are nodding your heads and you are understanding. Yes, 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 yes. Correct? So, Jnana is already inside of you. I am only confirming what is already existing inside of you, isn't it? Everybody has Jnana. Please understand this. So, how is it given? And the obeisance to the Guru. You have to touch the Guru's feet because... That is humility. Repeated questions to him. Always keep on asking him questions after questions. It is important to ask questions. If you don't question, how is your knowledge going to come? And please understand, nobody is effulgent. I told you, till the last covering is not gone, what can you say? So, how do you know it is the first cover, second cover, third cover? We don't even know. So, no question is stupid. Understand? Any question that you ask, even you may think, oh my God, what kind of a stupid question I am asking? Everybody will laugh at me if I ask them, if I ask Guruji one question, you know, like this. Please understand, nobody is understanding. Even that question, a simple question like, who is God? What does he do? How, where does he live? These are questions you may think are stupid, but I'm. Please tell. Let me tell you this much. Nobody knows the answer. Okay, only the one who is the master knows these answers. So how do you go to him? You go to him by obeisance to the guru, repeated questioning to him, and his sincere services. Guru seva, seva is very very important. These are the ways of winning the grace of the master. Only these are the ways. Reality of this creation is the greatest illusion. This is the darkness that covers jnana, which has first to be dispelled. 
Only then will Brahma, Brahma, which is absolute knowledge, manifest itself. Adhyana is the root of all the sorrows of the worldly life. But when the collyrium of Guru's grace is put in the eyes, the veil of Maya over it will vanish and what will remain will be Jnana which is natural. I will give you a simple example over here. The thing which is called Jnana and the thing which is called Adhyana. How does this work? Now it works in a very simple way. When we look at a relationship of a boy and a girl, it sounds so nice, you know. Oh, these two are in love with each other and all those things. Very nice to see. Now what happens? These relationships cannot last. Everybody knows that. Nothing lasts forever in this world. So the relationship is there till there is give and take. Till there is giving and taking happening, a transaction is happening till then the relationship exists. If you really want to know the truth, stop the transactions. Don't give. See what happens. The relationship will disappear in a day's time. It's a transaction. There is no true love in this world. Even a mother or a father, a brother, a sister, a husband, a wife, a child, all these are relationships which are based on transactions only. The moment you stop the transactions, everything will come to a halt. If the mother stops feeding the child milk, what will happen? The transaction has come to an end. The child stops respecting the parents, says I want to go. What happens? The relationship comes to an end. The boy goes out with another girl. What happens? The relationship comes to an end. You see the whole point of it? It is based only on transactions. So, this is called, this is what the word is. The whole world is Maya's creation. Please understand this. Maya is creating, she is covering your eyes. You think, oh, I am in a relationship. Oh, I have got a husband. I have got a wife. I have got children. I have got, I'm sorry. The moment one wrong step in a direction and then the whole thing fizzles out. Think about it. So, and still you call it unconditional love. I'm sorry. There is no unconditional love in this world. There is no unconditional love. The only unconditional love is between God and you. That is the divine consciousness and you. That's it. Now, coming to this point again, this is called the discriminating knowledge. Understand this knowledge. So, what I told you just now is called the discriminating knowledge where you know the truth. The truth is relationships are very flimsy based on give and take. This is an understood knowledge now. Now, tell me something. Is the Guruji telling you, don't stay in a relationship? No. What he is telling you is, discriminate. Know very well that this is how the world is. Including your own nature is like this. It's a give and take and a transaction. So, till you are there in a transaction, you will continue with the relationship. The day you stop your transaction, the relationship is finished. Got it? 
द नॉलेज द ज्ञानी अंडरस्टैंड दिस नॉलेज ही हैज गॉट अ अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ दिस नॉलेज सो वॉट डज ही डू ही स्टेज इन द रिलेशनशिप एंड ऑफर्स द रिलेशनशिप वॉट इज ड्यू ओवर देयर नोइंग फुल्ली वेल दैट इट इज जस्ट अ फ्लिमजी प्रिटेक्स्ट इट इज जस्ट अ प्रिटेंस इज इंट इट you are just pretending to be in a relationship whereas there is no such relationship so anyani is actually a very good artist he is a very good actor he understands the you know you have to it's like you know how these politicians and other people behave <laughs> they will come for the vote and they will say namaste ji humko vote do and the day at the moment their work is over they will they will say who are you so it's like that so this is what the whole world is but anyani is a one understanding this thing he knows these your relationships are worthless there is no point in any relationship in this world so what he does he stays in the relationships and is just enacting a role so if if somebody says you are an idiot <clears throat> he'll do like that somebody will say you are such a nice guy thank you very much like a politician you understand anyani is a politician he behaves exactly the way he is expected to behave just imagine tomorrow anyani as if he has got two you know horns on his head starts behaving no no i am a knowledgeable person these relationships are worthless so from tomorrow i will try doing that and you tell your husband or your wife or something like that this relationship is not worth it okay let me tell you you are going to behave like this i am going to behave like this my guruji told me all this thing he'll say go to hell go to your guruji and stay with him <laughs> so it is nothing like that we are all hypocrites everybody is a bloody hypocrite in this world okay <laughs> so what the guruji says is stay in that relationship but know the truth the truth is simple this world is full of maya you can not do anything to maya just become her friend say hello how are you kaisa hai sab tik tak hai na you know how we we meet you know when we go to drop our children to school we meet the other parents he how is your child he is nice no very fine oh, he came first i know that very good congratulations and behind the back ullu ka patta saale ko kuch akkal hi nahi hai we say this in our mind see we are hypocrites we love our hypocrisy so end of the day we are like that hum aise hi hain indians are very good at that this is called tolerance levels we have very high tolerance levels we go through this as if everything is fine politicians so knowing this truth as a nyana but going through this entire world a krishna can behave exactly like this he is a very beautiful actor he acts through the whole process as if he is the person on the spot so i hope you understood this so this is an explanation for the nyana and the <laughs> so nyana is not a thing to be attained it is already self enlightened and this is well known in the ved shastra the obstacle is the way is adnyana to consider god and devotees as separate is the greatest adnyana once that adnyana is removed what remains is perfect nyana 
The illusion of a snake in a rope is adnana in its true nature. Knowledge of its true nature removes the adnana and there remains only the true knowledge of the rope. Gold is within, covered by layers of dirt. Inside the dirt is the scintillating radiance. But to make it manifest, fire is necessary. Maya is the cause of the birth of this body and the working of the body depends on destiny. The whole world works on destiny alone. You cannot override destiny. Please understand this. Nobody can override destiny. Destiny means if you are destined to, to become a Mahatma Gandhi in your house, you better be a Mahatma Gandhi in your house. That is called martyr. So you better be that. Who says you cannot be? You better be. Go through it, no? The pair of opposites too depend on the preordained. Hence, attachment to the body is Adhyana. So, don't get attached to the body. The body is always going to suffer. Understand this, every day is suffering. Is there any time that you are not suffering? You eat more, you suffer. You eat less, you suffer. Isn't it? <laughs> Both ways you are going to suffer. So, when it is hot also you suffer. When it is cold also you suffer. You see the whole point of it? Is there any time that you are feeling okay? You see, in 30 days, maybe 4-5 days, you will be feeling fine. But the remaining 25 days is, you know, you can minus it out. It's plus or it is minus, either this side or that side. In the center is illa, not there. So, our pendulum is always going like this, like this, like this, like this, right and left. Okay? Hence, those who are detached have no conscious of joy and sorrow. Only when the string of this attachment die down will Adnana be dispelled. This is the important line. Don't have attachments in any kind in this world. The moment you have attachments, you are going to suffer very, very badly. Let us say, for example, your child gets hurt. You know how badly you are affected because the child is getting hurt? It is attachment. I am not saying if it is getting hurt, acha ho gaya. You can't say that to your child. Acha ho gaya, gir gaya to. No, what I mean to say is attachment of the kind which is going to put you know, it's like a, it's like um, a blackmail, literally a blackmail. A simple question was asked to one of my devotees. You are following Guruji, okay? You want to go and uh, sit uh, and become a what, sadhu or sannyasi or what? Now you decide between me or Guruji. So the person said, Guruji. So what happened? Okay, you want Guruji, we are going to commit suicide. So the person, so naturally, it's a, it's what is it? It is a threat, isn't it? And what did the, what did the devotee answer? You know what the answer was? You can try whatever you want to, go and try to commit suicide. If it is in, it's in God's hands, please understand. Nobody can take their own life, just on their own. If God is willing, then only you can go and commit suicide. You can fall from the 20th floor also, nothing is going to happen. If God doesn't want you to die. So, don't you come and tell me that, you know, that I am going to commit suicide. Who are you to say that you are going to commit suicide? If God is destined, then you will die. And that is not my problem. If God has destined your death, that is your problem, not mine, isn't it? Did you see the difference how this attachment got detached? Understanding the truth. What is the truth? Death is not in that person's hands. Got it? The answer is, death is not in that person's hands. So, what kind of threat are you doing? 
death is in the lord's hands understand this that means remove the veil of maya maya is covering what is maya oh these are my parents they are threatening that you will die that is blackmail isn't it anybody can fall in that no 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 i will not do this after this i will not go and all people can say this anybody can say this but a devotee understands the truth what is the truth death is not in your hands so what do you think you are doing you think you want to go and die okay go and stand in front of the railway train the railway train will not even pass from there if it is not destined for you to die what will happen <laughs> nothing is going to happen you got the point ah uh, what is that why should and why should a nani nani pretend but then what about one's dharma towards parents okay i will answer this question all right but first uh, let me uh, i think i'll where where am i 75 all right okay i will do till this 85 and then i will stop and then i'll answer your questions hence those who are detached have no conscious of joy and sorrow remember this line very very carefully those who are detached have no conscious of joy and sorrow only when the strings of this attachment die down will adnyana be dispelled the moment the strings are cut this adnyana will be dispelled who are your parents who has told you they are your parents and who has told you that that is your wife or that is your husband what worm worm living in in a in a colony with another worm thinks that this is my husband and that is my wife and all that these are all false relationships the only true father is the father in heaven nobody can be the father nobody else can be the father and nobody can be the mother in this world that's what i said relationships based just on a production lineup cannot be called a true relationship you are used the body is used for producing something i am taking all the five elements from this earth am i not taking am i not putting it together today's newspaper there is a very beautiful article which has come there is a person in canada there is a doctor in canada he has taken the tooth of john lennon okay he is going to clone a man a john lennon out of it you think that is not possible so who is the father and who is the mother can you please tell me this john lennon who is born out of a clone in a petri dish do you think there is a father or a mother for that child i am sorry you are mistaken there are no parents in this world we are just production people understand we just can put all the five ingredients together and create a human being you can never be a parent in this world so this is called adnyana thinking that you are the parent is called adnyana those who are detached have no conscious of joy and sorrow the reason why we are telling you to get detached is because of this get out of this veil of adnyana only when the strings of attachments die down that adnyana will be dispelled the moment you stop this thing called this is my son this is my daughter this is my husband this is my wife this is my mother this is my father 
all these kind of relationships the moment you have them you are finished then who is your father if god only wills only then you will be born isn't it you understand what chance is there i can take us an egg from one woman i can take a sperm from another man put it in a third woman and then uh, create a baby in a petri dish and put it in that third woman now who is the mother who is the father who is what you think that sperm is the father is it we don't even know the father there are eggs available a plenty in the market i can pick up one egg from the market and i can put it and i can make it into a baby who is the mother who is the father can you say that and what is this dharma towards parents there will be no dharma towards anybody in this world today if you go to united states or any other place in this world if you follow all the tumblers and all these uh, beautiful websites that are there in this world they are very clearly telling you this there are no parents in this world you see all the top heroines uh, in america today and all the top heroes in the america today they don't even know who their father and mother are the reason is very simple there is no father and there is no mother so the dharma towards one father god dharma towards one mother divine consciousness that's it so ignorance is the true self is the source of maya this is the ignorance this is the source of maya oh, once this maya is removed by the guru's grace the knowledge of the true self will become will come naturally only guru is entitled to give you this kind of a knowledge which is telling you the reality the reality is what why exhaust yourself trying out other means except the only one is god devotion even brahma dev is governed by maya and the only means of release from him is devotion finally if you think about it brahma himself is the creator isn't it brahma would be the father no but brahma is also not created he is also created by somebody even after attaining to the brahma lok there is no liberation without devotion and if god devotion is missed out even there man gets caught in the cycle of rebirths hence to dispel this maya the one and the only remedy is god worship a devotee of god has no fall nor does he have the bondage of worldly life people say that maya is illusory but she is the greatest sorceress and cheats even the gnanis at every step but the devotee makes the dance at a very snap of their middle finger and the thumb so devotee he does like this and maya will dance it when even the great learned ones are deceived the simple faithful one holds their ground for they have forever surrendered themselves at hari's feet while the gnanis suffer from the conceit of their knowledge hence to get safely across the maya hold fast to the sadguru's feet surrender to him single heart mindedly and the fear of worldly life will vanish instantly when death is inevitable let it come but let not hari be forgotten may the organ functions according to the ashrama and varna and let the mind meditate on hari as the horse was harnessed by the chariot so are the organs of the body they are controlled by the intellect with the reins of the firm resolution the mind is filled with doubts and resolves and tends to run as wild as it pleases and it is the intellect that curbs it with the firm control over the reins we will stop over here okay and i will answer padma's question uh why should a gnani pretend a gnani is a person who knows the truth he is called the knower of the truth he is not what is called as a person who is running away from truth 
you will find that there were very beautiful nyanis in the past. They knew what the truth was. But they stayed in a relationship just like that. They were there. Take the case of Tukaram. Though he, is, he was a bhakta, but he was also a nyani because he wrote so many thousands of verses. Anamdev, he also wrote so many things. Ramanna Maharishi, he was also a nyani. But what was he? St- he is sitting over there. If you, if you go to Ramanna Maharishi's ashram, there is a cot. He is sitting over there. There is a takya behind. And every day he will go and milk the cow and talk to the animals and talk to everybody and behave exactly like a normal human being. Was he not pretending to be a normal human being? Did you get the point? The Nyani pretends to be a normal human being. He is abnormal, absolutely. He's got two singhas on top of his head. He's got a big tail or maybe he's got two wings. Who knows? We don't even know what a Nyani is actually. But he behaves like as if he is so normal. A Sai Baba. He behaves like as if he is nobody. Think about it. He is not even telling he is God Almighty. He is just sitting over there like a chilam bilam pikena. Bole chilam laga dena vaya. You imagine such a person sitting over there. Is he not pretending? He is the greatest of the nyanis. But he is pretending. So, nyanis actually pretend. They understand the truth. And the knower of the truth, after knowing the truth also, he, the pretense is not actually happening the way you look at it. The body is doing the actions that are necessary over there. There is disconnect between the mind and the body. There is no mind there, no. No mind status. So the body is just doing. So if somebody hits, gives him one tight slap on his face, He is going to cry, so naturally the tears will come from his eyes. But do you think he is really hurt? You can't hurt him also. You give him 10 galis, he is going to say, Oh, Mamku gali diya usne. He is really acting over there. But you ask him if he is really hurt or something like that. He is not going to tell you the truth, okay? He is going to say, Yeah, that person hurt me so badly, you know, she did this or he did that. It is just acting, it is just a play acting over there. Or sometimes when you give him something nice to eat, yeah, so nice. And you look at his face and you say, oh, it's really nice, is it? Yeah, of course, very nice, very beautiful taste. I liked it. Nothing is entering him, don't you understand? Nothing, there is no connectivity. Illa, no connectivity. But his body parts are behaving literally like a normal person. So he behaves as if he is like a mundane fellow on the roadside, you know. Like Jesus, he is walking on the road. Father in heaven, think about it. Can you can you understand this? So, and the second part of your question, why? what about one's dharma towards parents? See, we all have to praise the worldly mother for mother and father for one simple reason. They are the ones who have given us the production ka samagri. Okay? It is like, what do we do when somebody gives us gift? Don't we say thank you to that person? We do. If somebody has paid our fees, don't we say, you know, we are indebted towards you and all that? It is worldly knowledge. 
to a person who is in the material world has to behave exactly in the way material worldly person is supposed to behave it's a transaction please understand this you are doing a transaction the dharma towards parents is nothing but a transaction because how many people are realize that they understand what it is nobody is realize i told you till the last covering doesn't come off you are not realized but if you are moving on the path of spiritual you understand the truth there are no parents this this much you understand no but can you say that oh there are no parents i don't care a damn you can't say those words also you have to care a damn you have to live in this world you cannot be roaming around in the streets like a naked naked fellow over there ram ram and all that type of a thing if you remember there is a very beautiful story in ramkrishna paramahansa's case where the person is sitting with the dog and he is rummaging through that you know heap of rubbish okay what does he do he is eating a little bit and he is giving the dog also little bit all the kachra he is he is sitting in that kachra ka dump and he is not he is a naked person can such a person live in this world and when ramkrishna ji is passing from there he tells mahindranath he says this person is a gnani the person turns around and gives them a perfect answer but can that person live in this world no he will be treated like a madman only so to live in this world the gnani also has to enact in a particular way so all the great sages they were enacting a role if they think if they were knowers of the truth they are not going to tell you they are the knowers of the truth then you will have to go around without clothes and all that naked like that you can't do that <coughs> so they enact a role they are forcing themselves to enact a role think about it so in their case also they have parents the body has parents so chaitanya mahaprabhu told his mother i will come back for you shankara said to his mother yes yes i will come back before your death i will come back so he comes back it's an honor we are honoring the mother earth who has given birth to us so it's an honor like that so that much amount of dharma they will do but does it affect them no way so this is the answer